Hi, I'm Leola. I'm a sacred intimacy mentor and muse and the host of this podcast. Talk Tantra to Me introduces a playful perspective on sacred sexuality. My intention in this podcast is to integrate intimacy and spirituality, empowering you to reclaim your eroticism. It is my mission to inspire you to let go of shame, fear, and limiting beliefs to be present as your highest self in every moment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, let's talk Tantra. Welcome to Talk Tantra to Me. Today, I have Elizabeth April on the podcast. It is such an honor to be holding space for this divine knowledge to make its way into your ears and lifestyle. Elizabeth April is a true seeker, a paradigm shifter, and she also channels the Galactic Federation. I first discovered Elizabeth a little over a year ago, and for me, her cosmic perspective really gave me a lot of peace in a time where the polarity of this reality started to become super overwhelming. And I'm so grateful for her content and so grateful that she is here on this podcast to offer her perspective of Tantra and living in an expansive way and cosmic intimacy. So welcome to the podcast, Elizabeth April. Why don't you start by sharing your psychic journey and how you found your path and purpose? Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me here. Um, I just always love, you know, uh, conversing, connecting with other like-minded individuals, and it's it has been such a journey. And um, I also love the fact that these stages of awakening are all so similar throughout all of humanity that we can all connect on. Hey, I've been there too. Um, so for me, you know, my awakening really got started when I was younger and I was a kid. I was born with extrasensory abilities, which basically just means uses using other senses other than your five senses. Um, specifically, uh, clairvoyance is uh, definitely a sense that I work with a lot. That's basically being able to open your third eye and see things like chakras and auras and ghosts and spirits. Um, so that's kind of where I was at as a kid. Luckily, my parents were pretty open-minded about it. Um, and at around the age of 10, I you know, was getting bullied, felt like I didn't really fit in, you know, no one else had imaginary friends at that age. So <laughs> I started shutting down all of my abilities just to be normal, like just to fit in, just to have friends. Um, and then I ended up getting into a really heavy depression, anxiety, was really just battling with not wanting to be here, not knowing why I was here. Um, and that was specifically around 14, 15, 16 years old. So I was questioning everything. You know, what is the purpose of life? Like, why are we really here? Because if all that life means is getting a nine to five, you know, making a family and then just dying, that that was not something that I wanted to be a part of. Um, so searching for answers, eventually I came across, or at least it was introduced to me, a past life regression. So at the age of 16, I got my first past life regression from my father, actually, who studied it. And um, all of a sudden, all of these walls broke down for me about this matrix and this reality. Uh, it allowed me to understand that time is just an illusion because at 16 years old, I was able to explore at least five different past lives. 
and also that reincarnation is possible, right? So what else can we explore within the realm of time is infinite and we've all lived before? So I started to actually do past life regression on my own uh, without any sort of training whatsoever, probably a little bit irresponsible responsible of me. Um, but I took my dad's notes on his regression and I started to kind of make friends in university at 18 by giving them regressions. And I also learned from every single regression as well. It's like, oh, that's possible. Oh, I see myself in that. And there's a lot of reflection and mirroring. Um, when I did go away to university at 18, I felt like I had the freedom to explore all of the things that I was interested in. So I started astral traveling, lucid dreaming, working on telepathy, um, and really just tuning into clairsentience, bringing back my clairaudience and, you know, asking the universe questions and allowing the response to come in and come through in many different ways, along with giving the past life regression. So I was pretty open um, at the point where I actually ended up getting abducted by interdimensional beings, um, also at the age of 18. And it's like that blew, you know, another lid off of my reality of what else was possible. Then I started asking the questions, who are these beings? Why are they here? Um, and have they kind of intermingled with human beings before? And how are they a part of our evolutionary process? So it's a lot of information. I mean, that was about 10 years ago. I'm 28 now, almost 29. And Ever since then, I've just been kind of navigating and exploring and deep diving and experimenting and just really trying to soak up all of the knowledge I possibly can. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at now. And um, life is just so truly amazing. And I'm just so blessed to be able to share that knowledge and wisdom and a different kind of perspective with the world as well. Thank you so much for your vulnerability and authenticity in sharing that story. And to, to, to allow the listener to kind of understand where Elizabeth is coming from as well. Like there's so much content that you have out there and it's incredible. Everything from perspective on like ancient Egypt to like ancient Atlantis and then Harry Potter and like Jesus Christ and, and everything in between but the greatest, like coolest thing is that it all is kind of connected in this really interesting way. And it's really focused on this, like rising above, you know, kind of the right and the wrong or the Republican, the Democrat, it's, it's really shifting away from a, a polarity expect, um, expression and just being in a place of like knowledge or, or even not even knowledge, like, and actually maybe knowledge in different perspectives, like obviously knowing the information that is, you know, not as accessible, but also tapping into your own intuition and your own inner knowledge, your inner wisdom. And, and how does that, what does that look like is, is something that I think like is a theme across your work. And I really appreciate that. But one element specifically that is super relevant to this podcast and to the listeners is around, you know, sacred intimacy, um, relationships, sexuality, cosmic sex. So I'm curious how you discovered, you know, more expansive ways to connect with others and kind of how that has evolved in, in your path. Okay. So this is, um, yeah, I mean, I, I love this topic so much and right now it is so freaking relevant. So everyone I know, including myself is dealing with the, the toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we kind of all know, right. Opening our minds, questioning, obviously that's the people who are on your podcast is people who have questioned and, and done a little bit of work. Mm -hmm. Um, but we know that this whole society has been ruled by 
males, right? It's been a male dominated society for quite some time. Back in the day, especially in ancient Egypt, women were revered as, as goddesses and even more powerful because they're, we are the bringer of life, right? And somewhere along the way, we just kind of went downhill and that toxic masculine energy kind of came into center fold to the point where women weren't allowed to vote or own property even, um, which is just mind blowing. So what's happening right now is we are all breaking down this indoctrinated illusion of what balance means to us, what roles we should be playing, and how we can better connect not just to other people, but to ourselves. And that seriously requires breaking down those toxic masculine walls that we all have. Um, I also don't really, I do believe in gender quite a bit, um, but I don't. Um, let's call it divine feminine and divine masculine energies, right? So above and beyond the physical body there, we all have energy. And for me, especially always being a tomboy, always looking like a girly girl, but always being a tomboy. Um, I know that because just because I'm in a, you know, feminine body doesn't mean that my energy matches that. Right. And right now, all these star seeds are being born on this planet who are fluid. I mean, I hate to put the label of gay, straight, bi, trans. Let's get away from labels. Let's go back to unity. Let's say we're all human and we're all fluid. You know, no matter what your sexuality is, no matter what your gender is, no matter how you identify yourself, we're all fluid. And so when we get away from the traditional even ideologies of relationships having to be male, female, um, or even roles within those households. The male does this, the female does this. And these children these days, these fluid little beings of light who are just who they are, right? Without those, you know, con constructs, right? Within society and those projections, um, they're helping us get into this fluidity. And I believe that that is stepping into a higher vibration. That is stepping into 5D. One day I may want to wear a dress and paint my nails. And the next day I may want to, I don't know, grow a beard and hop on a motorcycle. But I get the choice to be fluid within those two states. Um, now, the second that we break down those toxic masculine walls that we have, the stubborn, the prideful, the, you know, uh, all of that, the aggressive, then we can start being intimate with each other. Right. And, and it's the same thing. It's like, why can't I be intimate to my best friend or with my best friend? Um, and why does it have to just be in a romantic relationship? But I'm talking more about that emotional intimacy and that connection. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're just busting down all of these walls of like what is seen as normal. And I know that I had to really push through that in the past couple of years, going from being quote unquote straight um, and only ever being with men to falling in love with a woman and being like, you know what, this is my human and it doesn't matter how they show up in this life. Um and so, yeah, so that's kind of my like overview of what's going on in society right now related to intimacy, the male, female kind of energies, it's all shifting. The females are becoming more empowered, but once again, we have to get to this place where it's not like now we all our CEOs need to be feminine. Let's just bring in that balanced energy, right? Like, mm -hmm. because even divine feminine and divine masculine is pretty polarized. Um, we all need to find, we all need to be our best romantic relationship with ourselves first. It's yeah. not you complete me. It's I'm already complete and I'm looking for another complete individual to have a complete relationship. 
any relationship right now, especially romantic, that is inauthentic or working off of old constructs or paradigms is crumbling away. And just because you may be listening to this and saying, oh, that's me, my husband, my boyfriend, my whatever, my partner just doesn't get it. um, Just know that just because it's breaking down doesn't mean that that has to be the end. It's actually breaking down to break through. So you both have the free will and the choice to either recreate something new or organically separate and move on to something that's in a higher vibrational frequency. Beautiful. I love that you were so clear on this idea of like the energy. We all have masculine and feminine within us. And there's a lot more content on this podcast if people are interested in diving more into, into those spaces. But um, and, and also the idea of breaking down to breakthrough is super empowering. And that's really what all of this, this work is about. Like it can be really dark and tough at times, but the idea is that like you go into that to be born to something new, you go into the womb of darkness to be born to a new, uh, new possibility. And so it's actually something exciting, even though it can seem dark and scary. Um, and on this idea of, you know, toxic masculinity and kind of understanding like how this relates to even opening up our abilities to be more intuitive, to work with our clear senses. I know for myself and, and for you as well, it sounds like it was a lot of like suppressing that in a way to survive, but like now it's time to thrive. So we have to change our patterns and the way that we look at the world. Um, and one of those two is looking at like, how does this take form in like the spiritual places in the shamanic, you know, world. And I know for myself and like for, you know, this is a recent thing that's come up with a few of my, my friends that are, you know, feminine, feminine identifying, um, they've been experiencing forms of like sexual assault or manipulation in the shamanic space as well. And um, to me, it's also understanding that things like Tantra or, you know, other methods for expansion have also been shaped under like patriarchy or under this guise of, you know, toxic masculinity for the past few thousand years. So I'm curious if you have any perspective on that specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There, there has been just, um, just so much shifting and so much kind of just breaking through and, um, like many years ago, I think it was, yeah, this is kind of getting a little cosmic, but I'm just going to like put it out there. I mean, there's good and bad in every segment of society, right? Every human, we've got the choice in every moment to be good and bad, but what is even the idea of good and bad, right? Light and dark, high vibration and low vibration. So years ago, it was probably, I want to say 2012, actually. And I was like really fine tuning my remote viewing astral traveling ability. Um, I was open to like interdimensionals, but I wasn't like super deep into it. And uh, I was, I went and I was in my like parents' hot tub. I was like, I think I was, yeah, no, I I went uh, back home to visit, did a hot tub, um, came out of the hot tub and I was like just meditating in the hot tub. And when I sat down to close my eyes to really like go in, I like shot out of my body. So I had a full like DMT or dimethyltryptamine experience. Um, for those, for those people who don't know, it's a chemical compound that's found in the pineal gland that's connected to the third eye that basically allows us to see bright colors and, you know, be creative in small doses, but in large doses, it literally shoots us out of our body, takes us to the center of the universe and, you know, we can explore 
So I sit down, I get out of my body. There's this really, like, it was so wild. It, it literally felt like a, you know, a mushroom or some sort of like, it was just crazy. And there was this bear that was there and it was like all red, but like different colors and like moving. And it was like this bear spirit guide almost. And it came to me, it was actually the one and only time it came to me. And it said to me, um, we have an issue. Can you follow me? And I said, absolutely. Definitely did not expect this. Mm -hmm. And so I followed this bear spirit to um, uh, South America. So I don't know if it was like Panama or um, Costa Rica, somewhere around there, Peru maybe. And uh, it took me to all of these shamans doing ayahuasca ceremonies in the jungles. And I said, okay, why are we here? And this bear said, um, there's there's really deep corruption that's happening in these ceremonies with these shamans. And I said, what do you mean? What's going on? And they literally, this is really wild, especially for maybe your listeners who have never heard of this before. Mm -hmm. But there was literally um, reptilian shape-shifting beings who were shape-shifting into uh, human shamans, I guess, taking people, especially like Western world, even like Europeans through ayahuasca, like people who just didn't know, or maybe weren't fully tuned in to like feel the intention of the shaman. So they're taking these people through um, ayahuasca ceremonies, and then they're abusing them uh, when they're deep in ceremony, like really bad stuff, like really traumatic stuff. And this is back in 2012. And I said, oh my goodness, like, this is so messed up. People don't know. What do I do? At that time, I wasn't online. I wasn't talking about this. I mean, those are all things that I kept to myself. And so I said, I, you know, I told this bear spirit, I said, um, I'm in university right now. Like, do you want me to leave my studies and like go to Peru? Like what, like, what can I do? And the spirit just said, um, like battle, like, like bring, bring this area, white light, bring these shamans, white light and allow the people to have the discernment to, to feel it out for themselves. So, yeah. So that's, that's just, when you say like the corruption within shamanism and, and some of these kind of realms, we are in the middle of the greatest war that we've ever had on this planet. It's world war three. It's a spiritual war. It's a war behind the scenes. And um, for me to kind of be able to shift into different frequencies and realms, I can see what's happening behind the scenes. And luckily I have a community now that I can take with me to do like portal activations and battles and like all of that cool stuff. Um, But yeah, so that's, that's kind of my experience related to that. And uh, we just have to use our discernment. That's what it comes down to is make choices that resonate to our highest frequency. Wow. Thank you so much for, for sharing that story. Super vulnerable. I had full body chills the entire time. I've been having lots of dreams about bears lately too. So interesting synchronicity, but essentially your that story that you had, I had a friend that went to Ecuador and had like essentially that experience like a couple of months ago. Yeah. And I was actually like thinking about going on the trip. We were actually in Ecuador together doing a month long tantric yoga training. Afterwards, you could like add on this ayahuasca ceremony. And I was actually on my moon cycle and I just wasn't feeling super called to it. So it just like was perfect. Not, not ideal. But she like later told me about it. It's something that I intend to do, you know, a whole other you know, episode about, because I've had my own experiences in this space and I've had other people come to me recently and say, like, now I'm afraid to go into exploring Tantra and sacred sexuality because I had this experience in the spiritual Mm -hmm. world. So 
super interesting. And on that note, like I, I listened to one of your episodes it was the one that you did about a year ago. It was like one of your first episodes about sex and sex trafficking. And like, to me, it gave me so much peace and understanding like the broader perspective of this, like what is the cosmic relationship of like these more shadowy parts of like the human sexual experience? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a, an extremely deep, um, it goes so deep, but basically to water it down a little bit, just because it would be like a two hour conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, sexual trauma has been used uh, within human history, pretty much every single step of the way as um, a, a tool, okay. By the dark side to feed off of us, but also to damage enlightened souls from doing their work. Like almost a verbatim, what you just said is like people being like, I had a trauma traumatic experience opening my spiritual abilities. And now I'm not, I don't want to go back. That's what sexual trauma does. It kind of anchors us to this planet in a way that now all of a sudden this planet becomes a prison. Now we don't have free will. Now we don't have choice. We're stuck in fear. So like myself included and, you know, every light worker I've pretty much ever met has all had some sort of sexual trauma now linked with the sexual trauma. And I was exploring this also around 2012, 2013, because I was just so interested in ancient Egypt um, and I've had multiple lifetimes back then. Um, so linked with sexual trauma is our ability to connect to the universe. So I believe through my experience, exploration, and diving into some past lifetimes and the um, ancient Egyptian mystery schools, um, I believe that orgasm is a way for us to connect to source frequency. And when we connect to source frequency, we revitalize our DNA. We um, enlighten our light codes. We um, we even have, I believe, uh, orgasm. And, and I don't even like that word for it because it is something different, but I believe that it also allows us to reverse aging as well. It's crazy to say sex can do all of that, but it's got to be sex in the right vibration. Now, it's really interesting because I have explored Tantra a lot. Um, sorry, that's my my coffee maker. It's okay. <laughs> it just goes off. It just it happens. Is, it is life. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, yeah. And so I was exploring Tantra without knowing it at such a young age. Mm. Um, and uh, what's beautiful about Tantra in my perspective, because I definitely don't know it all. I, I, I only know what I've channeled in lifetimes that I've lived, but um, Tantra is so beautiful because it doesn't actually require sex, doesn't require physical even connection. You can have a Tantra experience on your own um, just through breath work and moving energy and connect your cells to the universe. Um, And what I call it is like an an internal orgasm. That's what it feels like because you're bringing all of your frequency up from the base root chakra through all of your other chakras out through the crown and you're connecting to source and then you get to onk your Tantra um, and you get to reverberate that kind of orgasm connection energy. So all of a sudden 
one orgasm last two minutes or five minutes rather than, you know, the 20 seconds or whatever, wasting that, that frequency. So, um, yeah, so I believe that sexual trauma is directly linked to our power through orgasm, pure orgasm to connect with source. And I believe that this is a whole crazy agenda um, that the elites or the dark side on this planet kind of instilled in us from a very kind of early time in human history that sex is not to be enjoyable. Sex is just for procreation and um, that orgasm isn't required to have sex, you know, which I guess technically it's not, but we're missing the whole point of that orgasm energy and that connection energy. So, yeah. So that's just a little overview of, um, of kind of what I've experienced explored of like the dark side of why sexual trauma is linked um, to basically suppressing the masses and suppressing star seeds as well. Because the more of us that are open and free and liberated to express and connect, um, the faster the awakening happens. So that's that's a huge um, suppressor on many of us star seeds because we have been targeted, not just in this lifetime, but many, many lifetimes. Um, and our idea of sex and sexuality and intimacy and connection um, and even Tantra has been very skewed. Beautiful. Thank you for that, you know, kind of brief overview. And again, if anyone is interested in going deeper and kind of understanding like the power play dynamics that are happening like in the universe, et cetera, you should definitely check out um, Elizabeth's YouTube for, for more information on, on those topics specifically. Um, and I, I totally resonate with what you're saying to me. When people come to me and like they have issues with their sexuality, whether like they're having a problem, like stepping into the pleasure and enjoying it, they're they're wasting, as you said, wasting the frequency of the of the orgasm because they immediately go into a shame spiral after. Um, to me, like the, the what I always say is this is the most powerful energy in your body. This is like the energy that created you. This is the energy that like creates everything around you. It's not inherently sexual. However, this is one of the only times that we allow ourselves to tap into this. And we live in a place where, un like, unfortunately or fortunately, whatever your perspective is, over the past, you know, thousands of years, people have wanted to control humans. And the way to do that is by making them afraid of their own inherent power, which is this, you know, eros or life force. So um, understanding that can be incredibly liberating to pull back on your autonomy, to pull back into those spaces of, you know, unlocking the, the clear senses, trusting yourself, etc. Um, I wanted to touch in and just like, have you describe what is a star seed for people that make, cause I think that some people on this podcast might not even know what that is to me. I'm pretty, I'm very familiar with the concept, but if you wouldn't mind just giving kind of an overview so that people kind of get a deeper understanding of what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. So um, I define a star seed as a soul who isn't originally from this planet. Um, and that might even be a little bit confusing for people. Um, so, you know, our souls can reincarnate. We've got many lifetimes. And this planet is within the third dimension frequency. So there are souls who came to this planet just to exist in the third dimension frequency and learn all of the lessons there is to learn in 3D. There are other souls uh, who came from much higher frequencies, maybe the 11th dimension, maybe the eighth dimension, maybe even the sixth dimension, and chose through conscious awareness uh, and essentially volunteered themselves 
to lower their vibration, to come into this, come to this planet, come into a third dimensional body and, uh, and to basically help this planet along. So, you know, some people call them the volunteers. I call them starseed souls. And that's basically like, you know, you're not from this planet. You feel um, alone. Mostly you felt alone pretty much your whole life. Feels like you don't fit in anywhere. Feels like no one understands you. Um, Starseeds usually have a lot of bodily uh, issues as well. Maybe like IBS or back aches or, um, you know, foot cramps or chronic pain or hair loss or whatever. But most of the time it's because we have a hard time staying in our body because this reality is very polarized and it is very dense. And um, I see, I also find a lot of star seeds just don't really understand this society. Like there's so many things that I just don't understand. And when I explain it the way that I perceive it, I get a lot of backlash because I just feel like I'm, I just come from this different place. And, um, and a lot of star seeds also choose to be born in very ignorant families, which is very difficult for most of us because uh, it really suppresses us even more. But once again, the breakdown of uh, not associating with a family, not feeling safe allows us to break through those barriers and really figure out the real truth behind mm -hmm. this major reality. So. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think that there's so many people listening. I know myself that like, I never felt like I belonged and like things just always felt really complicated. And like, now I know, like, if you don't feel like you belong, it's probably because you're not from here. <laughs> like, It makes sense. But having that awareness is super expansive and also understanding that like, I know for myself and like the trauma that I like moved through is what allowed me to be really good at what I'm doing now. And so, so like understanding too, that like as a starseed, you will often choose the hardest path because that's what you need to shine your light, to realize and to be like even credible or authentic in this space for, for the work that you're doing. Um, so I was also wanted to ask if you have any other, you know, suggestions or perspective on like, if you have sexual trauma, what, how can you move past that? How can you start to have more intention around your sexuality? Yeah. Um, I, I also wanted to make one more comment too, is there are like millions of people, probably billions of people on the planet right now who are living like comfortable lives. And what I mean by that is like, everything's okay. I'm good. I'm just here. And that's kind of that auto autopilot programming. But when you're just living a comfortable life and everything's okay, there really isn't a push or a need to change and shift and grow. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why the star seeds really uh, create all that friction. And that challenge is to change and move forward and grow. Um, so yeah, so as far as people who have been through sexual trauma, sexual abuse and feel blocked, even if you haven't, and you feel blocked, um, what I recommend is writing letters. I find that that's been the, one of the most pivotal healing points for a lot of my clients and then also myself. So write letters to your abusers even writing letters to your family. Um, and then if you're like, I don't really have abuse, but I feel like I have, 
most likely you have absolutely in past lifetimes. So you're also moving through that and trying to clear that. So writing a letter to yourself, um, clearing any blocks, being really honest with yourself, being open and vulnerable in those letters, letting these people know how they hurt you, um, if that's the case, and then forgiving them and forgiving yourself um, for whatever went on in the past. And, uh, and we have to really take a look at the trauma before we move on from it, or else we're just going to be repeating it moving forward. So the other thing too, that I um, do often, um, but only do this when you're really ready is to make a statement. Um, I am statements work really well. So whenever I'm like, I don't know what I'm working on, but I know I'm blocked. I don't know where I'm blocked, but I know I'm ready to move through the block, right? Because a lot of people just don't, can't tune in or can't channel yet. Um, and so if you don't really know, but you know, then I recommend that you say, I am ready to release anything else that is blocking me. I am ready to uh, grow to my highest potential. I am ready to purge out um, any lower vibrational frequencies. I'm ready to align any relationships in my life. So those kind of I am intention statements, not like I am powerful and I am abundant, which is fine too, but like being very intentional about being ready to release what isn't serving you. But once again, watch out when you do make those statements because you're like, I don't know why this month has been shitty. You know, I don't know why I keep getting challenged. And it's like, you said you were ready to release and it's coming, right? So those challenges will come once you're ready for that next step. Beautiful. I, I really resonate with this. I think that this idea of like manifesting or calling in, you know, abundance or whatever is, is good and fine and well, but I find that like some of the most um, the most transformative like manifestations or affirmations that I use are ones around like, please show me what I'm missing. Please show me like how to move through this or that. Um, and this is also a really great thing to pair with like, you know, with your sexuality, with your orgasm, like bringing in that really potent energy that you're, you're, you know, creating during a self-pleasure practice or with a partner and then pairing it with that intention of, you know, as Elizabeth had said, kind of calling in like, what, what do I need to move through this block on that note? What is kind of like the cause your cosmic perspective of sex and other intimacy? This is kind of a broader question, just kind of like, what are, how do people kind of unlock this, this deeper level of their sexuality in like a like cosmic orgasmic way? Yeah. I mean, I would say the biggest thing that any one of us can work on, not just for, you know, practicing Tantra or connecting to orgasm or connecting to source through orgasm, but also connecting to your psychic and spiritual abilities and kind of like leveling up your frequency. The biggest thing is work on distraction. So, um, I mean, say for example, if I'm channeling for someone else and my body's saying, oh, I'm so hungry. I haven't eaten today or, oh, I'm thirsty or, oh, I'm so tired or my body hurts. And I allow that thought to consume my current reality. There's no way that I'm going to be able to push that aside and connect to your frequency to tell you what you need to know. 
Same thing. When we want to practice Tantra at an individual level, which is really beautiful and incredible, or we want to just practice meditation, um, we have to work on distraction. And um, that's the biggest thing. So once we can let go of any sort of hold we have over this reality, there's a whole universe out there for you to explore. So what I would recommend is just work on that distraction piece and um, a distraction also means identity. What is your identity? What do you identify as? Because maybe throughout your day, you're like, I'm a mom. That's who I am. I have beautiful kids and I do mom things all day. But what if you just wanted to be... Um, someone who takes a bath or you wanted to be someone who's like walking in the forest alone. Like you can have different identifiers, but the more that we attach ourselves to one state of being, the more we distract ourselves with needing to fulfill the attachments that we have through obligation and expectation. All of a sudden we're not actually living a free life. We're living a life that's conditioned through containers and attachments that we have. So get rid of your distractions. It's an easy enough statement to make, but it takes years um, and many, many hours of practice of just being with yourself. So the number one thing that I would recommend is work on your attachments and distraction and obligation to this physical reality. The second that you can let it all go and you're okay with none of it is the second that you're going to be able to connect to everything else that exists. Beautiful. Yeah. They're all frequencies. So if you're holding on to something really tightly, you're not allowing new things to flow in. So that's really beautiful way to look at it. And it's the same with like pleasure and orgasm. Like if you're too attached, even to the idea of orgasm or pleasure, then you're going to push that, that, that um, experience further away from you. So how can you surrender more into the experience, obviously creating safe containers in the space as well. So Thank you. I just have a few last questions to kind of wrap up, but if there's anything else you'd like to add on, you know, sexuality or kind of what the Galactic Federation says about sexuality or otherwise, you're welcome to. Otherwise, I'll kind of close out with these last couple of questions. Yeah, I'll just make one like kind of just interesting note. Um, a lot of interdimensional beings, not all of them, but a lot of them uh, don't have sex organs. So one of the things that I heard almost right away when connecting with them is that they're jealous of the fact that we can have sex. Um, and so then maybe your next question is like, but how do they procreate? And they do it like a lot of the advanced uh, species do it through Petri dishes. Like they just, that's, that's it. They just clone themselves and they, and it's not great for their species. A lot of the species are dying out because they don't have um, different genetic makeups coming together to strengthen um, that species, right? So it's actually a bit of an issue. But yeah, so um, a lot of the beings that I've talked to, uh, they ask me questions like, so what is like, you know, what is sex like down there? You know, what is it like to have a body and to feel things? I'm like, well, 90% of the time it sucks, um, but there is 10% when I'm eating food or, you know, going through the different sensations where I'm like, yeah, it's pretty great to, to be able to do all of that. So um, just know that it is more rare uh, than not to have that ability and have that experience with another human and go through all of the sensations that comes along with that. So really appreciate it. And also don't waste that experience on um, a partnership that is just subpar or something that you're just okay with. This is the time that we're all stepping up our standards. Once again, doesn't mean it's all or nothing, but it does mean that you deserve to ask for something more, something that really excites you. Beautiful. I have one follow-up question in regards to what you were saying there. Um, 
in this space to where like species are dying out, humans are kind of becoming more interdimensional. And this, I know that you've kind of talked about this a little bit, I believe in your content, but I haven't dove in as deep into this aspect, but inter like interbreeding or inter hybrid, hybrid, like species. What is, what is, is there that with humanity or otherwise? Yeah, I believe all humans are already hybrids. I believe that that kind of missing link in our evolution was interdimensional beings coming down um, and basically helping us evolve. So with that, I believe that we have a lot of our DNA that has been suppressed and passed off as junk DNA. And I believe that the higher the vibration we go, the more we unlock these interdimensional strains of DNA that we have within us. The more psychic we become, the more tuned in and connected to source energy we become. So it's really just about unlocking. Um, That's what I help people do. You know, give them the keys, give them the the knowledge to unlock the DNA that they've already always had. Yeah. On that, I read, and this is like a scientific fact, we're only using 8% of our DNA. So as you, you know, evolve you know, spiritually, your your physicality and your abilities will also evolve and you can unlock as you had said, those higher, higher genetic strains or DNA strains. I'm not very scientific. I'm (laughs) I'm trying to to say these things, but anyway. um, Okay, cool. So wrapping up, I have my bonus question that I ask all my guests. uh, What awakens your arrows? What turns you on? What makes you feel erotically alive? Hmm, That's a great question. Like for me, the word that comes up right away is freedom. Mm. It's just ultimate freedom that it wakes me up. It brings me to the present moment. It allows me to center. It allows me to get excited. It allows me to, to get turned on. And, um, and it's just the surprise. It's just Mm -hmm. the ability to not have plans. It's the ability to be in the moment. It's the ability to stop and watch an ant, you know, cross a freaking sidewalk for like 20 minutes. You know, it's the ability to just be with life rather than have to control it or defend from it. So that's what really gets me going, I think, is just having the freedom to to be and to have um, unexpected experiences from moment to moment. Beautiful. It's so much about presence. And I like to use the, the phrase love without limits, just allowing yourself to be free to explore whatever. So that's very beautiful. And exactly. what exciting growth projects are you working on now? I know that you released a book recently. You obviously have your YouTube communities. If you wouldn't mind just kind of giving the listener a little bit more information on how to get more of you. <clears throat> yeah. So Instagram, YouTube for tons of free content and just really inspiring, aligning starseed info. Um, And then right now we're about to release a brand new course. Um, It's called System Override and um, it's very accessible. It's only $22 and it's all about empowering yourself and understanding that we are fractals of source and we can override any and all fear. And right now what I notice is that there's a ton of polarity and a ton of fear around the V. I won't say it because censorship and whatever, but the jab, whatever you want to call it, um, 
it's just been, there's just so much fear. Like there's so much polarity, even in the spiritual communities. Mm -hmm. So I felt called to release a course helping us override that fear. So that's coming out, I think next week. And then I'm also releasing a brand new membership program as well to basically organize all of the content and give it to people in a way that really makes sense and aligns to their highest vibration. So that should be coming out as well. And then with the book, um, it's called You're Not Dying, You're Just Waking Up. It is a really amazing, comprehensive overview of all of the stages of awakening from anxiety and depression to your family thinking you're crazy to star seeds to, you know, where did humanities come from and, and all of that. So quantum physics, simultaneous time, 5D memory. It's in there. So check it out. And I'm just about to release the audiobook version as well in the next couple of months. So yeah, lots of really exciting things. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing all of that. I, I watched your um, video from a few days ago that you did about the V and it was amazing. I really love your perspective oh, and it's, it's amazing to see like that information getting out there that so that people don't get stuck in, in that polarity. So um, cool. And then where can listeners find or support you? What are like the tags or the links that, that they can access this information? Yeah, just elizabethapril.com or Elizabeth April across all social media platforms is pretty much um, the hub of everything. And all my courses are also on my website and so is my book. So check it out. Okay, cool. Well, thank you again for coming on the podcast and thank you to the listener for opening yourself up to this idea of sacred sexuality and cosmic sex, etc. Um, and I look forward to sharing this with everyone. Yeah, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. Before signing off today, I want to express my gratitude to the listener. Thank you once more for opening yourself up to the idea of sacred sexuality. And if this podcast resonates with you, I'd love to hear it in the reviews. It means the world to me to hear your perspective and your reviews also help this podcast become a bit more relevant in search results, which means that more people are able to benefit from the wisdom of spiritual intimacy. And if you'd like to take an even more proactive role in awakening the collective to sacred sexuality, I'd love it if you screenshotted this podcast and shared it on your social media. And if you do so, please tag me so that I can thank you personally. With so much gratitude and love, have a sexy and spiritual day, and I'll catch you next week on Talk Taunter to Me. Ta-ta!